Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fitness for 9 Survivors podcast. I am joined today by Evan Middleton. Myself and Ed, Evan, get into a very interesting conversation around the best nutrition strategies that you can use. So many people fall down when it comes to nutrition. Is that you? If it is, this podcast can certainly help you. It's the most confusing, it's the most frustrating, and myself and Evan are very much in alignment with the flexible dieting strategy that we both use. We use the flexible nutrition system at AMF, and I am a huge proponent of it. Myself and Evan kind of get into the, the ins and outs of what's involved. We also touch on diet culture and a few other very important topics and managing lockdown as well. Um, because let's get let's face it, there's probably going to be another one coming in the future. Um, also, don't forget, if you have not grabbed your completely free Fat Loss Forever Blueprint call, do so at the top link in the description. That's where I'm going to help you game plan the next six months completely free. How to eat, how to train, how to sleep from home, from the gym, doesn't matter. Click the link in the description, you'd be mental not to. Let me grab a chat and see how I can help you. But let's get into the podcast. I'm so tired. There's not enough hours in the day. Bullshit excuses. I've got too much to do. I have to work late. I have to run the kids around. The bullshit excuses. I have to get up early tomorrow. They end now. This is fitness for nine to fivers. You work day to day jobs. In fact, you may even have two, and you've been trying to fit in a healthy lifestyle. We have the solution. This is fitness for nine to fivers. And this is Andrew Marsham. another episode of the Fitness for 95ers podcast with myself, Andrew Marsham. Today, we are joined by another very special guest. Um, we are joined by Mr. Evan Middleton. How are you doing today, Evan? Yep, fantastic, my man. Busy, busy. Just plodding along. Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. That's what we like to hear. Um, so, as always, we start these off with a fucking stupid question. <laughs> um, so, we are going to start with today. If you could be a fictional character, who would you be? Batman. Batman. Every day of the week. Without yeah. without even hesitation. No. Nope. Batman. Didn't bat an eyelid there. Um, I was ready. Boom. <laughs> Straight on. There was no there was no hesitation there whatsoever. <laughs> I like it, mate. I like it. What was your favourite Batman film? Uh, actually, I really like the um, Nolan series. All three of them, I thought, were pretty good. Obviously, gutted that uh, Heath died, but do you know what I mean? The movies are still dynamite. They're still really, really good. So it's one of those ones that I just kind of watch on repeat forever. Like, do you know what I mean? See if you're bored in the house, I'm on. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Mate. You get, I could watch The Dark Knight just on repeat about several times, I think. Um, Easy. So let's get into Easy. a bit more about... Yeah, 100%. Let's get into a bit more about yourself. Um, so... Tell us a bit about your background first and foremost, and then why did you get into training firstly and coaching after that? Awesome, awesome. So I've always been involved with rugby, like ever since I was a wee guy, and then kind of going through 
like the age grade stuff, we kind of like Glasgow District and whatever. As you progressed into that, it was very much right, guys. You ha- you have to start training. You have to start going to the gym. You have to yeah. start kind of getting a bit bigger because obviously, as you're pro adult rugby, the kind of physicality of it is, oh, it's night and day, man. Yeah. Um, but in reality, I was probably streets behind everybody else. I was too too busy kind of concentrating on uh, probably girls and drinking when I was younger. As you do. And, um, <laughs> so then I kind of got to a point uh, when I was maybe 15, 16, 17, uh, around, I can't even really remember. And I'm from a kind of small town called Dunoon. And really, that you've got two no, options if you're about... Aye, yeah. I've been to Hunter's Key a few times. <laughs> I think everyone's been to Hunter's Key. Every, <laughs> everyone's been to a caravan there. And, uh, but you basically get two options. It's go work at the um, like the local call centre or you go to college. So I was like, ah, right, okay, I'm going to go to college. So uh, the local college for what I wanted to do sport-wise was in Largs, right? Yeah. So I had to get a ferry <laughs> ferry across the college. I'm, I'm from I'm from Coburnie. Do you know where Coburnie is? Late side, oh. I, I follow quite a lot of kind of junior football in that, um, but nice. I, no, I know not too far at all. But basically, yeah. I went down, I went down to college, started doing a kind of sports um, qualification with that. And as part of the qualification, I got my PT for free, so okay. which was a Brucey bonus because obviously it's a couple of grand, like yeah. um, for that. So my uh, my goal um, was to do sports science at uni. And then after uni, do a kind of postgrad or a master's of strength and conditioning because I wanted to work with kind of sport and populations. So I'd done the whole college thing, went to uni, got a first in sports science, and I was going to do, uh, I was going to go do a master's. Um, but the whole time I was kind of PTing throughout that. And then basically when I got to the end of uni, I was like, I can make a good go of this. This is actually really, really good. And then I kind of figured out that I preferred helping people than working yeah. in sport kind of thing, yeah. you know. Uh, and that, that's pretty much it. So it was always, I've always had a kind of good knowledge from rugby and sport and background and stuff. Um, but I've just veered off in a slightly different direction than I intended yeah. to. But that happens. Do you know what I mean? I think everyone's the same. So hundred percent, hundred percent. What would you What would you say was your your biggest mistake that you made in the gym or were you with your own training specifically? Maybe the first couple of years. Consistency. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely mate I was I don't know I think like everybody else like, I've never been mad ripped and I don't want to be like that's not me I quite like being typical rugby player quite big and chunky and, and, and whatever but when I was younger I would go to the gym for two weeks why am I not ripped yet yeah. and then <laughs> <laughs> and then, I would, then I'd patch it and I'd be like ah, fuck that and then I, I would go back and and also kind of like expecting supplements to do the hard work. Like you probably know it yourself, maximum muscle cycling. Yeah, of course. Everybody when they were younger, two scoops, let's get hench. And it just doesn't work that way. So <laughs> not actually giving the process enough time is, is probably the biggest mistake that I made when I was younger. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah, I had the nail on the head. I think we, I think we all went through the, the protein shake phase. <laughs> yes, you know, absolutely. Uh, two scoops in the morning and one after your workout, but 
does not fucking matter when what what happens the rest of the day. <laughs> um, I know. Pack, <laughs> That's pack, exactly pack, it. Pack, pack out a midget gems for dinner and you're fine, you know. <laughs> but, but that's that's good nutrition. Um, so, so if you if you were to go back to the to the start of your training, Ev, knowing what you know now, what would you do? What would be your your first steps going back to the gym? You don't you, you, with, your, with the goals you had. What would you do differently now? And and where would you start? I'd probably hire a coach. <laughs> it's, the, it's the only answer to that question that, that, that that's an honest one. <laughs> Honestly, but see the thing is, like um I'm twenty turning twenty nine now, right? So when I started lifting and training, I was maybe fifteen, sixteen. Coaches and PTs were obviously a thing, but they weren't commonplace. It was maybe like you thought only minted folk had PTs and stuff. Um, yep. But in reality, I should have just invested, and then I would be in such a different position just now, you know. So it's it's mad. Yeah, a hundred percent. I say I say the same to everyone else. Anyone ask me that question, I say, listen, I'd be doing you a disservice if I told you anything else. <laughs> and it's not it's not me peddling my services. It's me just telling you what the best thing someone starting out can do. <laughs> you don't get a load 100%. of leaks under your sink. And- just try and figure it out yourself if you don't know how to do it. You know, you, you phone a plumber. <laughs> Aye, that's it. This year, you, you, you get the help required in it, and it's an investment for life. <laughs> 100%, mate. Like, see if your car's knackered, you go to a mechanic. Like, yeah. plumber, same thing. So, I 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next question, where am I? Um, so, lost my track there. <laughs> so, let's, let's walk through the situation here. Mm-hmm. Client comes to you, says, Evan, I'm, I'm desperate to lose fat. I've gained two stone in lockdown. Um, over the next six months, I want to lose 12 to 15 kilos, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. What starts the process? What do they do? What, what, what's your first sort of, you know, tick the box exercise? Or what, what's the initial process that you set someone up with in a fat loss program? The first thing I actually look at is their, their readiness to change because yeah. people might like come to you and perceive that oh, I want to lose this, I want to do this, I want to do that. But then if they're not actually ready to kind of put put the work in but actually make that physical change, then ultimately the, the chances are they might fail with that. So I spend a lot of time with people initially figuring out their why really why they want because obviously yeah. people say I want to lose weight but why yeah, is absolutely. it because you want to look better with your t-shirt off is it because you want to have a better sex life is it because what's the reason and then when we basically figure out what that is we can then implement fairly simple strategies obviously you know themselves from being a, a fit pro <laughs> but like just the kind of general things that you need to do to... <laughs> yeah, yes I know I know but for me, a lot of the work I do with my guys is mindset, looking at kind of relationship foods. Why hasn't it worked before? What what did they try? Because everyone and their mum's tried Slimming World, Weight Watchers, um, hit classes, whatever it is. But why didn't it work? Why wasn't it viable? Why wasn't it sustainable? Yeah. And that's my first protocol. Yeah, I, I think it's... I th- you, you, you've hit the nail on the head. You've got to go those levels deeper. You know, um, and, and, and it's amazing to me. I mean, I don't know how many people I've had in this podcast 
I mean, I, I'm, I'm only scratching stuff because I'm not saying every, every personal trainer in the world in the podcast, but like maybe 50, 60, maybe, maybe more than that. <laughs> but every single one I talk to or have talk, spoken to, you know, similar, similar philosophies. Let's look at the sustainable approach. Why is it that people out there are still going to things like Herbalife or, you know, fucking overnight approaches or looking for weight loss pills and weight loss shakes? I just on bubble, but and this is totally off. So I know this wasn't in the plan, but what do you think, or what do you think is the main reason people are still falling into these traps of let's try and make you know change the world in four weeks and you know lose twenty pounds in, in, in seven days? Why do you think people are still falling into those traps in this day and age? There seems to be a lot of good information out there, and at the same token, there's a lot of bad. But why do you think a lot of people are still falling into those those traps? Because because it's it seems or it's perceived to be easier. People will always, when presented with an easy path or a hard path, they'll go for the easy path. Yeah. You know, and ultimately that's not going to serve them in their journey. Ultimately, it's not going to teach them what they need to actually know to keep those changes forever. And that's why so many people fall down and try all the fucking nonsense diets and stuff that's out there. Yeah. Um, 100%. Hundred percent. It's very short-sighted, and it, it, sometimes it's not a lot. You know, um, the, the marketing fucking strategies and things you see. But at the end of the day, if you if you're going after something with the goal of of having an end date to it, you know, whether it's six weeks, whether it's eight weeks, what happens when it finishes? You know, just ask a simple question like that: What is going to happen when I stop doing this? <laughs> More than likely, you're going exactly. to go back to, to not only where you were before, but worse off. Um, so I know you're a fan of flexible dieting, even after kind of having a look over your page and things like that. Do you, and I'm a huge advocate myself, that's the only thing I push it for, for the majority, majority of the population, but do you feel this is the way forward for most people? I do. Um, I, I personally, like, the, the saying that stuck with me is teach a man how to, uh, give a man a fish, you eat for a day, teach a man how to fish. And he'll, he'll never go hungry. So we need to be realistic in our kind of nutritional application for people because you could give somebody a diet plan, very strict, chicken, broccoli, rice, which is fine, right? They'll eat it for 12 weeks. But then after that, what are they going to do when they want to have a burger or they want to have KFC or they want to have pancakes? People, that's how people eat. We eat the foods that we like. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that our diet can't be inclusive so it's all weight loss and whatever it's all it's all a balancing game so providing the numbers match up and stuff then it's absolutely fine obviously there's the argument for is it optimal is it not optimal but i think that is maybe also slightly subjective it might be optimal for that person for yeah. long-term adherence and also improving relationship with food and that's what that's what the goal is yeah. there's no no good foods no bad foods I, f I fully agree, mate. You've, you've hit the nail on the head, you know. And, and I think, I think the average person chasing optimal in terms of performance or fat loss, what is the fucking point? <laughs> like, what do, <laughs> what do you need to maximise so finely that you need another one percent of you know progress per week in your fat yeah. loss? Like, just pick something that you, you enjoy and it's sustainable. You're a normal human being. Listen, there's maybe a conversation about 
you know, specific food types and, and really getting granular about meal timing and things like that. If there is a performance-based aspect to what you're doing, you know, if you're an athlete or if you're, you're, you're a bodybuilder or you're a fitness model or whatever, you can go as many levels deep as you like. But for the average person, I mean, I, I work with nine to fives. Like, that's, that's who I, I target. I was a nine to five myself. I'm a normal guy who helps normal guys get in shape. Like, that's, that's it. The, you need to, and I always say this to someone when they, when they join on, it says, you're going to lie to me most weeks at check-in. <laughs> you're, not yep. going to, you're not going to stick to, to what I give you. I am yep. not expecting you to stick to what I give you. As long as you get 75 to 80% of the way there, this is going to work well for us both. Yep. And I think most people, if they go in with that attitude of, let me nail most of the stuff most of the time, you know, and, and I'll That's get it. there. And, 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 and it's people who think it's this massive uphill battle when in reality it's just finding, as you said, a system that works such as flexible diet and, and you know, piecing in some workouts that you funnily enough enjoy. Um, if you don't like hip classes, don't fucking do hip classes. <laughs> oh, 100%, mate. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. great. That's good. Good. Um, what do you think, uh, can I switch in gears here, Evan? What do you think, and this could be probably a laundry list here, but what has lockdown taught you? Let's let's pick one or two things um, that, that lock, lockdown has, has taught you. I'm asking this question a lot, but I think there's, there's yeah. value in, in a lot of different perspectives. I so I think individually, everyone's experience of lockdown has been totally different. Okay, yeah. like it's mine on the whole has been all right. Like it was okay for me. Yeah. Um, I, I think the the main thing that it's taught me is that eventually you're going to end up shit creek without a paddle, right? So you should probably learn how to swim. You should be prepared for... I think the point I'm trying to make is don't get too comfortable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> with your surroundings, with your job, with your relationships, with how you're feeling and stuff, like always kind of be on your toes because you can, before you know it, you're five months deep into a pandemic. You've not had a haircut. Like, <laughs> I know that's obviously very, very extreme, but I would say kind of don't get too comfortable with just anything in life. Always be a little bit on your toes. Uh, second thing I would probably say is just appreciate appreciate the little things. Yeah. Like spending time with your family, going for walks, going to the shops, going for a five guys, going, uh, going to the football. For me, like I've... Yeah. When was the last time I was at football? Yeah, Who knows? Time ago. <laughs> so many, so many so times you took for granted. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy when you look back. Um, I'm huge holiday goer, so I, I'm missing my holidays. But it's, it's one of those things, you know. You learn to to make a walk the highlight of your day, or to to really take know. a lot of joy. In, you know, <laughs> the, 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 you go through these phases again. It's it's about taking taking pleasure in the small things. You know, um, what would you do differently? to prepare for the next one because, and again, I'm saying this a lot, but there is going to be another one. Whether it's the after this one, whether it's at the end of this year, whether it's in 10 years when the next virus rolls around, <laughs> there is going to be another one. What would you do differently to prepare? <laughs> I'd buy more weights for the house. On a serious note with that, though, See, after the first one, right, every, a lot of folk did think, that's it, over, no more lockdowns, right? Yeah. But you were daft to think that way. Of course it was going to happen again. 
Like, I said, so, I said that to everyone. <laughs> I, so at that point, when gyms were opening up and then kit was readily available online, people should have been buying some stuff because what home workouts have actually taught me and everybody else is you can still make shit-hot progress from your living room with, a, with minimal kit. Like, a lot of my best results have been, done, have been done from kitchens with bags yeah. of books. Like... It's mad, and it's all a mindset thing. So yeah, definitely, I would, I would maybe get a leg press for the garage or something, right? But <laughs> kit, hundred percent. Yeah, I fully agree, mate. I think, and and, and I mean, anyone who's listening to this, though, there's going to be a fire sale in gym equipment at some point, probably, hopefully, in the next year <laughs> when when this is kind of behind us. Take that as an opportunity. <laughs> like, yes. Take that as an opportunity yes. to pick some stuff up because. There is going to be things like this again. It's just inevitable. Um, so by all means, as you said, and 100%, I mean, I went equipment daft once you could start getting it. Um, and I just prepped to, to build a gym in the house and that was it. So no matter what, I've got a facility there. Um, Good. But any, anyone who's coming on board, I always say that. I was very hesitant, you know, maybe the last few months or the previous lockdown to, to suggest buying equipment. Now I'm just like, listen, you're here to invest. Invest in equipment. <laughs> like, 100%, 100%. The, the dumbbells are not going to evaporate. <laughs> they, <laughs> but, they will last. They, taking care of, they will last the rest of your life. Like, and it's not, that's the not thing. A lot to spend. <laughs> um, but see, also, also on that point, mate. I actually, yeah. I don't think as many people will go back to the gyms no, anyway. Not a chance. Not a chance. Because they can do it from the house. Like so, yeah, they now know. I can actually get everything I want to from here with zero travelling time, so why wouldn't I? Yeah. And I think that should be promoted. 100% do it, guys. Like, yeah, I, I, I fully agree, mate. And I think, I, whether, whether, don't know what your thoughts personally are in COVID, but I, I think a lot of people, regardless of what your opinion is, a lot of people are going to be concerned to go back. Like, they, 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 they don't want to take it yeah. back to the families, they don't want to go back. So a lot progress no matter what's going on I think essential for, for moving forward I think that's the biggest lesson for anyone um, going into to the rest of 2021 Evan oh, can you hear me okay um, <laughs> normality <laughs> I think is, is probably absolutely top of the list um, but see, to be quite honest, mate, I'm, um, I just want to help as many folk as possible. And I know that's maybe a cop-out answer, but I'm, at this minute in time, and I, I usually am anyway, but I'm very, very focused with um, with kind of business and with kind of what I'm doing and all that. And I do generally just want to kind of chuck myself um, at kind of growing and helping folk and um, ultimately just making people feel better about them. I get kicks from that. Man, I love that. So, yeah. um, 2021, gyms open up again. Folk will maybe have that fire in their belly and they'll be ready to invest, they'll be ready to change. And I'm ready for it, man. That's what I'm excited about, honestly. Yeah, yeah. you and me both, mate. You and me both. Um, I'll be happy when Good. I can get in a plane again. <laughs> um, so, oh, yes, final yes. Question, final, final question, Evan, to, to kind of sort things out here. And that would be, obviously, when you kind of discuss flexible dieting there, and, it, and I think, again, it's hugely important nutrition-wise for a lot of people to look into that. Um, 
What do you think four nutritional mistakes, sorry, most people make are, and how would you go about correcting them? Yeah, um, so I've jotted a couple down here, man. The thing is, there's millions, right? There's so <laughs> many, <laughs> so many issues with uh, what folk do with the nutrition. Um, overcomplicating it is probably number one for me. I I deal with people that they get really overwhelmed with what they're food wise, you know, and it's it doesn't need complicated. So see, I think for a kind of a magic pill with um with a food with whatever, and really all they need to do is eat single ingredients for a while, simplify it, make it easy to quantify, and then you can't really go wrong with it, you know. Um not trying to learn. So I think that there should be a learning process with food, with training, rather than people just going, yes, I'll eat that, yes, I'll eat that. Actually take a little bit of time to learn about why you're doing this, what's the kind of underpinning theory about what your coach has given you, rather than just taking the plan and then being a kind of robot and doing it, because ultimately that's not going to serve you, because like you said earlier on, when the plan stops, you're like, what did I do? <laughs> I think I had I had a conversation with um with a guy called Ryan Smith the, a couple of weeks ago last week even and mm-hmm. and one thing that he said and, and it stood out to me massively was your results are tied to the method that you use mm-hmm. so as soon as you stop the method the results stop so if you pick anything other than a sustainable method you're not going to get sustainable results. Yep. And do you really want to just go on a fucking hamster wheel every three months of doing this for six weeks and then starving yourself? And, you know, no. you've hit the nail on the head there, mate. Good, good. Um, two more. Supplements, right? Knowing what actually is, I don't know, if it's reputable is the word I would use, um, appropriate maybe, because you you know yourself. How many times have people asked you about BCAAs and yeah. stuff like do you know what I mean? And it's just le- taking a little bit of time to learn that you you probably, if you're going to supplement at all, only need three or four supplements. Yeah, you, I think you actually done a video on it. Like, yeah, there, there, there's there, there's like there's like three five I recommend, and e- even at that, I say, listen, these are optional. They're, all right, they they're, they're health based. I think they will be beneficial, and I generally do. I generally do believe it. Just just to rhyme them off for anyone listening, I we generally start with. A, a, a multivitamin, there's yeah. there's questions about whether it's effective or not, but at nine quid for a three month supply, you know, it's it's, it's worth you know three pounds a month, like <laughs> to, yeah, to, to, have, to potentially have the basics covered. So, you know, something like a multivitamin, um, vitamin D3, I think, is absolutely essential, especially if you're in the UK and you don't get any fucking sun like Scotland. Um, something like a fish oil would also be really beneficial. Whey protein, I don't even think I would count that as a supplement. It's just something that's effective and efficient. Um, yeah. And then creatine as well. And and that would be my kind of basal five. I'd maybe throw magnesium citrate in there as a sleeping aid. Um, mm-hmm. But again, it's, it's more situational. Um, and, and to be honest, I don't really go much much more than that myself. No, that's na- nailing the head, mate. That's pretty much... That's what you need, you know. There is obviously argument for other wee bits and bobs if you're kind of talking yeah, of about intricacies of your training, but that's person dependent and whatever. But generally speaking, 
you can't really go wrong with that. Yeah. Um, last yeah. one is obviously people have a lot of issue, issue, issues um, getting their protein in. And what I get my guys to do is plan their protein first. Yeah. So what what folk usually find is they're maybe 20, 30, 40 grams short, short for the day, but it's because they've been using up the bulk of their calories on yeah. potatoes and rice and other <laughs> stuff. Um, start your kind of protein window earlier on in the day, so make sure you're, you're maybe having 30 grams per meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner, then a snack. Yeah. I like it. I love it. Yeah, awesome. Well, and, uh, fantastic points, mate. Well, that's all the questions that I have. Just to, to round things off, I know what Rob is live on Instagram just now, but as I said, this will be recorded back in the podcast. So for anyone who's listening back in the podcast or over on YouTube, Evan, where can they find you? Again, everything will be linked below. Is there anything you want to, to get a shout out just now, mate? The, the floor is yours. Fantastic. So uh, I work from uh, Functional Fitness Training in East Cobride. Uh, I think oh, you had Chris. nice. I had yeah. um, Chris. Chris on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a what a guy. So just that, that's where you'll find me. Uh, they're on obviously they're on Instagram. You'll be able to find my own page. It's um, Evan Mid at Evan Mid PT. Uh, and just I want to give a shout out to the, the boys at Functional because they're absolute superstars and uh, they're they're rocking it just now. Big things happening. So superb, man. Superb, excellent. Well, Evan, that was an absolute pleasure, mate. I do have to shoot for a call, but I really appreciate your time. This awesome, will be man. live in a couple of weeks, and I'll ping that over to you when, um, as and when. But can't thank you enough for your time, mate. Hope everyone who's watching enjoyed it. If you're listening back in the podcast, um, by all means, please give it a review if you took some value and share on it. If you took anything out of it, that would be massively appreciated. Other than that, have a good one. See you on the next one. See you later. Cheers. See you later, Evan. You've been listening to Fitness for Nine to Fivers with Andrew Marsham. You're a grown-ass human being. You have a job, maybe two kids, errands, bills, a wife, friends. And while the excuse list gets bigger, so does your waist. That's where Andrew comes in. Until next time, find Andrew on Facebook at andrew.marsham.737 and on Instagram at andrewmarsham underscore fitness. To reach out to Andrew, send an email at amfit1993 at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.